Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. How to talk to a non-HSP partner about your sensitivity. Hey, this is Amy Laginus from HighlySensitiveParenthood.com. Today I'm going to be sharing about how to talk to a non-HSP partner about your sensitivity. So in my work with HSP adults, I run across a lot of uh, challenges with HSPs who are partnered with a non-HSP, a non-highly sensitive person, or somebody who is just less sensitive than they are. Um, A lot of this has to do with just a lack of understanding or a lack of uh, communication around what the trait is, and it can lead to some some disagreements, um, just some clashes in terms of Um, parenting in terms of sort of everyday life. And I want to dig into that a little bit more here to support those of you who are HSP, who are sensitive, um, who are partnered with a non-HSP. I myself am partnered with a non-HSP. And of course, there's a lot of benefits to that as well. Um, For example, for me, I mean, everybody's different, but I really appreciate my husband's objectivity. He's a scientist, uh, so he's real objective. His ability to set healthy boundaries, um, his just steadiness, um, that really feels like it complements some of of my challenges and some of my strengths as well. But uh, of course, there's, you know, those of us who are uh, have an HSP partner and we are HSP and that creates its own challenges and its own benefits as well, right? So those of you who are in that boat um, likely can name some really really positive things about that um, and then some challenges. But today we're just focusing on HSP and non-HSP partnerships. And of course, you can extrapolate this to non-partner relationships as well if you are close friends or have a close family member who is really not highly sensitive, you probably can think of a few and who really kind of struggle to get you um, and to, to know how to support you. So um, so we'll dig into that here. So when we feel misunderstood or even judged as a highly sensitive person, uh, that hurts, right? Um, maybe some of us were brought up in cultures or in families where sensitivity was seen as a weakness or a flaw especially if our, our gender or, um, yeah, just sort of our, our, our family culture uh, really praised, you know, rigidity or strength or um, not crying, toughness, that kind of thing. Um, I see this a lot. I have two boys, one of which is an HSP. So I see this a lot, like um, in my son's sports teams, for example, uh, lots of like, oh, toughen up, like you got this, uh, stop crying, that kind of thing. And you know, not to say that there's never a, a place for, you know, encouraging your child's emotional regulation, although we can talk about how that would ideally look. Um, but in general, if we've gotten the message that that there's something wrong with us because of our sensitivity, um, we can be kind of easily triggered when our partner doesn't understand us. We can start to feel really judged and hurt. So, um in addition to that, as, as parents or, um, you know, as, as just people in the world, we 
do need uh, some accommodation sometimes, right? So like, for example, a lot of HSPs are easily overstimulated. Sometimes we experience compassion fatigue, right? Like our empathy is a real strength of ours, but sometimes it can really drain us or it can cause us to um, have difficulty setting boundaries with people because we don't wanna hurt their feelings. So we just let ourselves get steamrollered, right? Um, so when our partner is able to understand, hey, your empathy is a gift, but I see that this person's maybe taking advantage of you or you're, you're not taking good care of yourself because you're working so hard over here, that can be a real benefit to us because it helps us navigate some of the challenges of our trait. Um, so th those are the reasons why it's important for your partner to understand your sensitivity. And, and of course, as parents with the overstimulation piece, um, if our partner knows like, hey, we just get overstimulated more quickly, they're gonna hopefully be more supportive around saying like, hey, I'm noticing you're feeling a little, ooh, but you wanna go take a break? Hey, how about you go on a walk? you want to go take a shower? Do you want to go lay down? And just giving us even those little bits of time to decompress can really, really be supportive, especially in the early years, years of parenting. Um, so I wanted to give you a couple of resources around um, that, that, that you can set around sensitivity that you can send to your partner that you can share with them, read together. Um, I have three blogs uh, slash YouTube videos that uh, center around this. It's even in podcast format. So like whatever your partner is into, you can send it them to that. It's all under Highly Sensitive Parenthood, HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast, and the YouTube channel is the same. Um, so the three that are really uh, supportive that I'll link below are what is HSP slash high sensitivity and how do I know if I'm an HSP? So that article gives, that blog gives some... Um, some kind of basics about the trait. The next one is top three challenges for highly sensitive parents. Um, and the third one is how do I know if I am a highly sensitive parent? So those three give kind of a nice basic understanding about the trait and how it can show up as a parent. Of course, there's a bunch of other blogs slash podcasts slash videos that you can feel free to share with your partner to help them to understand what you're going through. Um, and I want to say too, obviously, we all experience the, the HSP trait in really different ways. Um, there's no one right or wrong way to experience it. And so this is just a jumping off point for further conversation with your partner or with whoever it is that you're sharing this these things with. Um, you might, you know, talk more about specifically how you experience the trait, how your partner can support you. Um, often, it's not that they don't want to, it's just that they don't have a sense of what you need. And so really specifically communicating that. So I'll give an example around um, around crying. I brought that up earlier, right? Like HSPs, we tend to cry a little bit more than most people. And of course, actually I have a whole blog on that too. So uh, the benefits of crying for HSPs. Um, that one's a cool one. That one's really interesting. But uh, some of us were raised in families or cultures or gender norms that told us crying is weak or wrong or just stop crying. I mean, I actually, it's a pet peeve of mine when I see this in movies um, or like TV shows where a parent, parent or a partner is like, oh, don't cry. And I'm like, why? Like, why don't cry? The, the, there's benefits to it, right? And it's almost they're, they're trying to more manage their own discomfort with the person crying than actually to support the, the person who is crying and, and meeting them where they are. So for example, with that, I'll get off my soapbox here. If you cry and your partner has a tough time with it, you could say something like, in my family growing up, I was told to stop crying or quit being so sensitive. 
So when you tell me stop crying, it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. I know that's not what you're wanting to tell me, but that's how, I, how it makes me feel. Um, but I've, you know, I've really come to realize that my sensitivity offers a lot of benefits and I love really deeply and I think about our life together and, and really reflect a lot on what's important to me and I connect deeply with others, you know, empathetically. And so when I cry, it actually helps me to release my emotions in a positive way and helps me to kind of move through them. So I'd love for you to continue to accept who I am and supporting me when things feel tough even if I just need to cry for a little bit. And the best way you can support me is, you know, fill in the blank, is letting me have some space, uh, coming and giving me a hug, is talking to me about how I'm feeling, whatever it is, and it could differ from time to time, but um, just letting your partner know um, what it is you need when you are upset or when you're overstimulated can be such a game changer when you have a partner who is not highly sensitive and might just not know how to how to support you right um so actually this uh the request for this I forgot to say at the beginning came through a dm on instagram somebody requested uh, this topic so shout out to you if that was you um but Actually, this is such a common challenge for highly sensitive people is this sort of navigating the relationship with others who are not highly sensitive and, and communicating with them about the trait that I've actually, before this, like a year ago when I was recording the Highly Sensitive Parenthood course, I made an entire module out of the 15 modules about helping partners and support people understand your HSP trait. So it's a it's a whole video. I want to say it's about 22 minutes long of me really going into depth about what that can look like, some of the challenges, some of the benefits, and then getting really nitty gritty about how to do that more so than here, including a really handy four page PDF handout that's printable or, you, you know, textable, whatever, um, or emailable to your loved ones, your non HSP partner that kind of does the work for you on this. It kind of um, outlines the trait, it, it gives your partner talking points, it gives your partner specific ways that they can support you, lots of like bullet pointed out ideas. So I'm all about practicality as well and that document's extremely practical because I have lived experience being an HSP married to a non-HSP. Um, and I also actually speak about HSP slash HSP relationship. So if you are partnered with or have someone you're really close with who's also an HSP and you're struggling to navigate that, and that's probably different challenges than we're talking about here, but I actually go into depth um, quite a bit in the module of the Highly Sensitive Parenthood course on um, being close with an HSP yourself. Um, so if you have any questions for me, feel free to uh, comment below, just shoot me an email, amy at highlysensitiveparenthood.com. And of course you can, I'd love for you to check out the Highly Sensitive Parenthood course. That's the course I was just talking about with that module. It provides lots and lots of support um, to, for you as a person, mainly, it's mainly for you as a person, honestly, and there's aspects of, you know, managing the parenthood experience, but it's really not about parenting. It's more about um, you know, reconnecting with yourself and uh, taking care of yourself and finding your community and um, uh, managing overstimulation as a parent, all that kind of stuff. So it's a really juicy course and it just is, I poured my heart and soul into it for, for my fellow HSP parents out there. Um, you can check that out on the website, highlysensitiveparenthood.com. And uh, of course, there's lots of other resources there as well, including uh, resources for those of you who have highly sensitive children. 
So go ahead and check that out. I hope you have a great day and I hope this was supportive for you. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.